In this episode, we talk with one of the gamer girls, the War Mistress. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. I'm your host, Bill, and today we have a special guest on with us. Uh, when she's not zoning out opponents on TTS, she's writing Goonhammer articles or uh, streaming on her Twitch channel. Uh, let's have a big welcome for the War Mistress. Oh, so, that's so lovely. So welcome uh, to the channel and thank you for uh, taking the time to jump on with us. So we appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for asking me to be here. I guess to kick things off... Um, for those who don't know who War Mistress is, uh, her name is Tanya, and uh, she has uh, a pretty, pretty stellar uh, YouTube channel, which is the uh, Be Nice Roll Dice. And uh, if you want to check any of those stuff out, we're gonna have all her links in the description, so you can check out her Instagram, the YouTube, um, her Twitch. Uh, everything like that. Also, we can have some uh, links to the Goonhammer articles that you were involved in. Oh my gosh, that'd be like a full like A4 or like a legal sheet full of links for all of the things <laughs> that I do. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's always good to share it, share it <laughs> as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up the YouTube channel because like I haven't really been doing that that long. Like, I think I've been doing it for five, almost five and a half months. So it's, oh, wow. it's been a short ride, but like a, a pretty fantastic one so far. Well, nothing wrong with that. I know we're, we actually started the channel um, right in the new year in 2021 as something kind of fresh and whatnot either. So we're not super, super long term right now, but hoping to, yeah, as we continue to bring out new content and stuff to you know keep improving and doing our things so yeah um so one of my best friends is scary from scarred and the best advice he ever gave me is if you ever want to start making content just do it like yeah. don't don't wait until you've got everything worked out perfect and you've got all the best gear and all that he says like just start it and everything else will fall into place as you go best advice yeah that's that is solid advice for sure yeah. It is. Well, it's just you might load up on all the equipment and you may not even like doing it, I guess, is that's also the, yeah. the risk, right? Yeah, I know a lot of people who did that. Yeah. yeah. I all of my stuff that I do is like cheap and cheerful. I try to make the content sort of speak for itself and I've just only now started to very slowly upgrade some of my stuff. So if you if you have a good idea, it's just best just to put it out there and see what happens. Mm, that's awesome. Solid advice. Uh, I guess jumping right into it, uh, we'll go with kind of I guess one of the the obvious questions. Being a female gamer, mm -hmm. have you found jumping into the hobby, uh, Warhammer, just tabletop in general? to be an easy or I guess like a difficult thing considering um, I'm sure there are some stigmas like you would face jumping into the hobby. Uh, 
I feel like for me it was very difficult because I started back uh, I think like eight years ago and I didn't have a local community with which to sort of enjoy the hobby with so I had to turn to online spaces and those spaces were very very toxic oh yeah um, <laughs> especially for for women so back then I'd say yes, it was definitely very difficult to do. But I think that things are a lot better. Like in the past couple of years, things have gotten a lot better. And like you'll still get that odd gatekeeper, but I kind of get the feeling that that gatekeeper is gatekeeping everybody. No doubt. <laughs> if that makes sense. No doubt. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely a thing to keep in mind. And I know we made mention about it uh two of our episodes ago about uh, especially for existing players not to be so salty and negative online um, because like mm. this is the first usually the first stop where new interested players are going to go be it on Facebook or on forums or YouTube channels videos everything like that and it's just yeah to really be be the gamer you wish you ran into when you were first starting right and yeah. you know being approachable and positive i know like uh we do a lot of horse heresy gaming so horse heresy moves at a snail's pace compared compared to 40k like the last mm -hmm. faq we had was about two years ago so, or going on almost three so you know people tend to be a little bit more salty about certain things online where it's like you know just not good for new players it's one thing that i really strive to try and keep things positive and Look at the, you know, the silver lining and everything, so. Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. Um, in and it's funny that you bring up, like, be the, the hobbyist that you wish, because that's, everything that I do when I make content is because I wish, I wished eight years ago that there was a woman making content who was very approachable and maybe I could have turned to as somebody to like inspire or even like help me get into the hobby. There wasn't, there was a few content creators, but it like social media stuff wasn't as interactive back then. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, everything that I do is because that's my sort of mission statement is like to be the person that I wish I had when I was getting started. Well, that's awesome. It's definitely it's definitely helpful. Out of um, the tabletop games, is 40k your like your one and like your main game, or is there other uh, either Games Workshop or other party games that you play? Um, so 40k is ba is like my bread and butter. Most of my uh, local community plays 40k. I also really do like Age of Sigmar. I just don't have as many people to play it with, especially now. Just um, I'm in uh, British Columbia, so we're still not quite opened up. Um, so I don't really have anybody that I could play with in person, and I don't really have anybody that I could play Age of Sigmar with on Tabletop Simulator. So right now, uh, it's pretty much 40k or nothing. But my husband will occasionally humor me, and we'll play Necromunda together. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've been I've been looking at getting actual games in Necromunda in. I remember playing way long time ago as a young younger kid and yeah. uh, learning, you know, kind of the ropes on it. And now that I've jumped in, I haven't been able to play because kind of you know Nurgle took hold and <laughs> it's yeah. kind of wrecked everything that way. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a good game for my husband and I to play because we tend to get a little bit salty with each other when we play 40k. Um, but with Necromunda, we take it a lot less seriously because the missions are very like narrative based, yeah. right? So it's like actually trying to get your models to do interesting things on the table. So we just have a lot more fun with that one together. Um, but but yeah, I I really like Necromunda, but it's like people talk about how difficult Warhammer 40k is to learn. Um, Necromunda, I think, is a little bit more difficult. Definitely. There's a lot more, it seems, um, layers to it. The deeper you go yeah. with, like, basic rules, advanced rules, and whatnot. Yeah, and there's just, like, so many keywords and everything. So it, it's not necessarily... Maybe it's not as complicated, but there's just more, I think, that you have to learn or know. But, I, I mean, we just play with about 10% of the rules and just, like... <laughs> basically just do the mission and see what crazy stuff happens. Awesome. Well, they they do say uh, couples that game together stay together, which is a big thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny all the time because I hear people say like, "Oh, it'd be so great if my spouse was into Warhammer." And then I just think to myself, "Yeah, but think about how much you spend on Warhammer, and now you have to like double that for your household." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It can definitely uh, be quite the uh, wallet drain, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know to get I, I've tried to kind of get my wife into uh, tabletop and yeah. to get her in actually we started playing Blood Bowl on PC for Steam oh, nice. and she really liked that so I was able to buy her a Kickstarter of an Amazon team um, from Fireforge games and basically we got to the point where we started building our teams it was cool and then once we because I never played Blood Bowl before once we're trying to learn the mechanics and how the blocks work and all the different modifiers that we were kind of stalled out and then we just jumped back to a hot seat on uh pc just so we could keep playing because it was yeah it was a little bit tough to learn without having someone there to kind of guide the the game itself so yeah yeah that's the thing with starting new systems like you almost need one person to come in and like demo it for you if you're both sort of fresh on it then it can be a little bit difficult. And that's kind of, I think, where my husband and I are at with Necromunda. Like, neither of us really knew how to play it before. We just saw the models and was like, that looks cool. So we're just sort of struggling through it together. But we're, we're just having a fun time and not stressing too much if we get the rules right or wrong. No, that's awesome. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Just uh, peeking at, you know, some of your your videos on the YouTube channel, a lot of these topics are actually quite, I would say, quite important. Like, they're very much really good key points in just the hobby in general to be looking at. Um, the the stop, I haven't actually listened to the first episode, the stop using Battlescribe one, but yeah, I, I, I'm not down with Battlescribe. I've mentioned it before. Like, it's a great tool to use. But I find a lot of guys like crutch it pretty hard, and yeah, we've we've had it come up at events and stuff, right? Where it's like, okay, no battle scribe guys, you need a hard printed list because I don't want to see you holding your phone from across the table, and I'm like squinting to try and see, right? Yeah, so it's funny because that was my very first video that I did, and I was like, I I have literally nothing to lose. I'm gonna put like a clickbait title on the card. Um, 
And like, if you actually listen to the video, we actually just say like, stop using Battlescribe to learn your rules, right? Like, totally. I use Battlescribe for list building. Mm -hmm. That's that's it. Like, if I'm on the doctor's office or whatever, I'm like, oh, I got 15 minutes to kill. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll pull up Battlescribe and I'll just sort of like theory craft. But I I so many times see people at the table scrolling through their rules on Battlescribe. Oh yeah. And I feel like it actually takes more time to do that than if you would just like, like maybe even print out your sheets mm -hmm. or if you would make cue cards, right? Because making cue cards and I'm like the cue card queen, it like forces you to process the information instead of just like regurgitating it, if yep. that makes sense. So that was what like the stop using Battlescribe is all about. Like it's not a learning tool. No. Just, uh, but yeah, that that one, that one, I got a lot of hate on that episode. I was like, okay, so maybe a little less clickbaity on the next. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like like we've learned uh, here as well, right? Is you know what haters are gonna hate, and uh, it just it is what it is. You know, it's just not yeah. a. It's just something that we kind of roll through and just, you know, hey, I appreciate the view and. My biggest thing with like the thumbs down on any videos is throw a comment as to why. Yeah. I just want to know why, right? It's like, I didn't like this because I didn't like the topic or I didn't like what you said, right? I disagreed. Yeah. You know what? Hey, that's awesome. But at least it can spark that conversation. It's like, well, what didn't you like about this particular topic? Or at least, you know, you can get another chance to engage with that person where if it's just like thumbs down, I'm out. Well, okay, I get it, but... Uh, I wish you. I wish you gave me more feedback, because then we can always improve too, right? But at yeah. the same time, like, thanks for the thumbs down, homie, because the algorithm likes that too. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah, we've had a couple, uh, a couple videos that, yeah, <laughs> before, like, as soon as they kick off, right, you're getting a, a bunch of thumbs down, and you're like, huh. Okay, well, hey, whatever. Let it rip. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So you'll always have haters. Like, I've got yeah. two or three people that is, like, first off, they must be following me with notifications turned on. Because, like, as soon as I post something, I get those thumbs downs. Yeah. And, like, if you get that, too, I feel like you're on to something. Well, I, I always view it as, and I, I've told this to Andy, the other, the host, he not here but i've always told them it's like an rpg man if you run out of enemies you're going the wrong way <laughs> right so yes. if you keep running at the haters you're obviously on the right path so you know just yes. let it rip yes because they they still feel something in what you're putting out yeah. it may not be what you want them to feel but i mean it's better than them having like no opinion whatsoever right no very true yeah very true um, so from what I remember looking at, I remember seeing a couple of your different armies. You Do you primarily play Marines and Orcs from what I've been looking at? No, actually. My main force is Imperial Guard. Oh, yeah. So back from back when they were still Imperial Guard. Well, Not no, I, I started playing them when they were Astra Militarum, but that's just like such a mouthful that I feel like Imperial Guard sounds better. It, it it honestly they're always going to be imperial guard to me too it's just that's that's what they are you know i yeah. the astra militarum i think that's just part of the uh you know ip 
uh, shtick that they've yeah. got going on. So. Yeah. So like my armies that I have a few now, but so Imperial Guard is my main force, uh, and then Orcs is my second, and then Space Wolves, and then Slanesh Demons, and now I'm starting just like regular Marines. So like my main 40k forces. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What would you say your for like out of guard? What would you say your favorite regiment would be? It's okay. So here's the thing. I'm gonna level with you. I don't play for the lore at all. Okay. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. Um. I I guess if to answer this question, I would say Catachan because. 80s action movies are cool. Yeah. They're basically Rambo. Yeah. And they have the best rules out of all of the regiment, in my opinion. So, but I do a build your own regiment. So. Okay. Very much for the yeah. build your own. Yeah. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Catachin are always cool. Um, they've been around since the beginning. Like, I started playing in second, and they're always there, right? Same with the Cadians, mm. but Catachins were always cool um, to see on the board for sure. Oh, man. Some of those old sculpts are just, like, ugly, but so characterful. Oh, yeah. And uh, I-, I don't have a lot of, like, the old Catachans or anything like that. Um, and I've invested so much money in, like, Cadian models that I don't think that I would, like, jump ship necessarily. Um but I don't know. Maybe I'll get like a few old catechins and paint them just for like the lulls or something. Just yeah. To have them. Yeah. I know. I uh, I always talk with Andy about this. You know, he's always on the fence about starting another guard army. He used to have a massive Cadian force, and he's always looked mm-hmm. at all the other regiments, and then he's looked at all the third party companies he can go with, like Victorian Miniatures, to build and make his own custom Valhallen or whatever regiment like he's really into and i just tell him whenever you decide to do this that's when games workshop's going to release <laughs> another wave of imperial guard and so he mm-hmm. he holds off in hopes that you know they'll drop something soon but it's been so long it's yeah yeah it's it's hard to say it's hard to say like i feel like if they release anything it probably would end up being catachan just because all of the the characters and stuff recently have been catachan mm-hmm. but um yeah it's hard to say and like do you do you like only experience the hobby based off like what might happen or do you do you sort of like live for the now Uh, that's that's the thing you you kind of got to live for the now i i've missed out actually on the last two orc books that have dropped i've always been either playing another game or another faction and then by the time i get there the the hype kind of like the wave has dropped and i'm like oh man or they've faq'd something or nerfed something so bad where it's like oh no like i know when the orcs were out with the vigilus books there was some pretty uh some pretty fun armies you could make i was taking you know like full bike armies and just ripping in with evil sun style and then they kind of removed some of the vigilus content out of it and i was like oh no like <laughs> I was having so yeah. much fun playing this way, and then that was it. I kind of missed the boat. I only got three or four games in, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is, like, if you play a codex that is a little bit weaker, a lot of times people will just say, oh, just wait until you get your new codex. But, like, 
what do you do until then, right? Like, yeah. like right now, at, at the time of this recording, Imperial Guard is not the easiest to play with, right? Mm -hmm. to, to play the mission, they're, like, just not the easiest to play with. Um, but I still want to play with them, right? So... I, I push through and I persevere and I try really hard. I'm in coaching to figure out how to make it work and to do better in tournaments and stuff. And, um, and yeah, I'm not going to like just sit here and like not try to get better because like in all reality, if you play a weak codex, it does mean in a lot of cases that you will have to just play better. It's right, true. Than it's your true. Opponent. Right. If if you play at the same level as your opponent with a weak codex, like chances are that you might lose. But if you play better, then you take a lot of the codex equation out. So yep. um, I like to live for the now and just try to like make work what I have right now. And then if the codex comes out and it does get really good, then I hope that I just crush the souls <laughs> of all my opponents. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Well, and that's, I think that's, there's a lot of merit to that, right? If you're playing a weaker book, you probably are a better player. Just, you know, shout out to all my Chaos Space Marine players out there. Because oh, yeah. if they had a, a codex on par with Imperials, I know who would be uh, taking names and it would be the Chaos guys for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. It seems as though Thousand Suns might be coming out in like the next wave of releases. Mm. They have that teaser on the like Warhammer weekend or whatever. So it'll be really interesting to see if that is the case, what their codex looks like. Yeah. Might set the precedence for uh, future releases as well. Yeah. Which would and be then pretty people legit. get really excited. Yeah. 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 I know I would be looking forward to that for sure. For sure. I guess um, for just touching base on what you were saying, like for uh, coaching and getting uh, better at the game, have you been to many events like such as LVO or Nova, Adepticon, stuff like that? No. So I just, I could, I could go back and like tell you the story about how I started to like actually become a more competitive player if you like sure uh, sure okay so i started i started the hobby back like eight years or so ago and my online like my my venture into online spaces was not very good and a lot of men in those spaces told me that i would never be able to play the game with any sort of competency because women's brains just aren't wired that way oh my um yeah, so it, it kind of made me feel like the community at large was not very nice to play in. So I only really played, and very sporadically, um, at my own house with my husband and some very close friends. I'd be like the only people that I ever played with. Um, and then a few years after that happened, I found a new hobby. And that was all soul-consuming. Like I just, I didn't have time for anything else. And then it was a sport. And then when I got hurt and I couldn't do that sport anymore, I sort of jumped back into Warhammer to sort of fill that void. Yep. Um, and so I was playing, I, I just decided to pick up a new army. So I picked up Imperial Guard and I played it for about three months. And I, this was about, um, when would this have been? I, I think I played it uh, April 2019. And I played it for three months, and I think I, lo I won 10% of my games. I was, like, playing quite regularly. Um, and then I decided, I don't want to lose anymore. 
<laughs> I don't want to lose them badly. So I asked my friend Alex McDougall if he would um, sort of mentor me because at the time he was the number one forces of the high mind player in the ITC. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought, who better to like teach me like the sort of intermediate parts of the game, right? Because if you think about it, like the basic parts of the game are like the phases and like the rules and stuff like that. But then there's this intermediate part of the game which is more like how do those rules interact with one another and how to get the most out of the rules and all that. So I worked with him for a couple months and I rapidly improved. And then it was October. He was like, I want you to go to a tournament. So this was after two months of working together. He's like, I want you to go to the next tournament. It's in the next town over. And I was like, no way. He's like, no, you're going to do it. I was like, okay. Um, so a month later, I played in my first tournament. And I was like, I'm going to lose all of these games. And it's fine. I will learn so much. And I did learn so much. I won one and I lost four. Um, but I did learn a lot. And I had a really, really good time. And I made some amazing friends. And like ever since then... I have just been looking forward to tournaments. So that was my first ITC GT. And since then, and then I did a couple of small tournaments. I've done a small TTS tournament and I've done one other ITC tournament. And then like COVID, right? Yeah. So I can't really do anything else until it starts like opening up a little bit. Um, but like LVO for sure, like like because I'm on an ITC team as well. Okay. Um, and LVO is like definitely on our radar. Like we want to go as a team and and just have a blast. So it will happen. It will. Oh, excellent. Yes. It it's pretty amazing. Um, I've had the pleasure of going three times, and it's it's intense, especially on the 40k side. It's like. It's mind-boggling. Like you know, you see pictures and you hear stories, but like once you, once you go into this hall and there's that many people doing the same thing, it's honestly like, it's very like inspiring to see all these different hobbyists doing all everything that you do. Right? It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the cool thing about like, cause the the biggest tournament I've ever gone to is like a thirty-two person tournament. And even it being surrounded by 32 people who yeah. love the same silly game that you love, it's just, it's such a cool feeling. So to be surrounded by like, I mean, hundreds, almost thousands of people who you can have something in common with, yeah, like that just must be so incredible. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a busy weekend for sure. Um, <laughs> But very memorable. I know uh, the they do a big pub crawl on the Saturday nights all the time, and then you get to see all the uh, all the sad and wrecked faces on Sunday. You can tell who's <laughs> been out late. So it's yeah, it's quite a good time. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I I've had friends who've gone, and they all like like they're already planning the next time that they're going, like as soon as they get back. So I just I know I would have a blast there. Oh, for sure. Well, that's excellent. Um, I guess primarily, so with TTS, how how are you? I guess enjoying the TTS. I've I've tried it personally. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't a big fan. I just found it was very. 
time consuming, but I, I can see the appeal of it because at least you get to play. <laughs> so. Yeah, and uh, like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, it's the greatest thing ever." Like I don't. I have heard one person say that they prefer to play on TTS, and like literally everybody else is like, "It's better than nothing." <laughs> it's tr so true, though. So true. It yeah, really is. it's it's clunky and you don't get to use your own models and for me it's hard for me to gauge distances on ttf it's just the board looks a lot smaller than it does in person yeah. um so yeah it's got it's it's got its issues for sure and then there's like there's issues with measurement on diagonals and stuff like it's just it is finicky but it is a really good learning tool, so it's cool for me to be able to, because my coaches, I have, like, obviously, Alex McDougall is still mentoring me, but I have an, another coach, and he lives on the other side of Canada. So it's really cool to have this tool where we can both go in, and he can, like, demonstrate techniques, or he can get me to, like, deploy for a certain mission, or, or anything like that. I wouldn't necessarily be able to do that in any other way. So, as an interactive learning tool, I think it's amazing. Um, to actually play games of 40k, it is definitely challenging. Yeah. Yes, it's using it as like a, an actual teaching tool or learning slash teaching tool, I guess is probably one of the biggest benefits of it because you can do it realistically anywhere. And yeah. uh, it would definitely help. I know we... We jumped back into 40k at the tail end of 8th. We got a like Tale of Four uh, Warlords kind of little mini series that we did. Cranked out. We built up up to our 2k lists. 8th was over. 9th edition jumped in. And it was just like the music stopped at the house party, right? And it was like, and we were like, whoa. Like, it was such a different style game. Um and then when COVID hit and everything, we're like, oh, crap. Like, I've only played, I think, three or four games of ninth. And then yeah. COVID kind of hit. We're like, all right. Um, hmm. All right. Online playing PC Steam games. Because, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what we've been yeah. doing. So I played a, I, I played a tournament with the new rules, like, the weekend after the new rules were released. Oh, wow. So right there, I had like five games under my belt of the new edition. Um, and that was that was an adventure. Like every game that you went into with that person, it was like basically you're both having like a teaching game where you're both trying to figure out these new rules. It was a really I'm so glad that I did that because that was a super amazing experience. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting when you look at the differences between 8th and 9th. Whereas 8th really encouraged the kills, right? Yeah. It really sort of encouraged an aggressive game. Whereas, well, an aggressive kill point game. Yep. 9th is the opposite, almost. 9th is encouraging of not necessarily a defensive game, but a game where you think outside of just like, I'm going to kill the other guy's army. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you can win the game and be tabled because you've amassed so many victory points throughout the earlier rounds yeah. that maybe in turn five, it doesn't matter if you've if you've killed everything. And I find that really interesting, especially as somebody... So my play style is very like defensive and reactive. 
almost to a point of it being a hindrance to me and I'm, I'm actually learning when to be aggressive. It's like one of the things that we're sort of zeroing in on in my, um, in my coaching. But because I'm so like defensive, it really, this rule set feels a lot better to me. Um, and it's funny because my husband plays very aggressive, very in your face, and he does not like ninth at all. <laughs> so it, it's really interesting to see how like the shift in the rules, because really the shift isn't that big in the rule set. It's in the missions. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and it's so interesting to see how that shift can be interpreted between people with completely different play styles. Well, definitely. I, I know when ninth initially dropped, it kind of got uh, a little bit of a bad rap of being like very overly simplified and uh, easy to kind of learn. I'm like, but that's that's kind of the point for people to jump in and especially like appealing to like a younger audience to try and draw new blood into the hobby. But the more I started to play these games and you know watching battle reports online when I can, that's just the beginning. There's this. Yeah. There is this intermediate, you know, level like you say, and it gets deeper from there, where you're comboing up on uh, using certain units, keywords, the strats, um, the like the stratagem cards, and everything. How they all kind of intermingle. And when you're watching, you know, some of the higher level guys on ITC playing it, it's like whoa, right? Like it's it's next level. It's it is interesting. I, I find it extremely. Um, uh, tactical the more the deeper you get into it so yeah well even if you think about like arguably the most balanced game that we can play competitively which is chess yeah the rules are quite light they are however it is tactically robust mm -hmm. and i think that that's probably like the sweet spot right because you want the rules to be easy to learn like you said because we want to get new blood into the game we want it to be accessible for more people but at the same time, like, just rules overload doesn't necessarily mean that that game is more tactical. Yeah. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, well, for sure. Rule bloat definitely has a, a feel every once in a while. I, I know there are, are points, like, for 40k that I have a hard time almost kind of keeping up because there's so much stuff coming out right now. Um, yeah. It's going to probably be like a solid week or two of doing homework when, you know, COVID's gone and it's time to start playing and learning again because just to get caught up, you know, I've kind of just put it on the back burner and I'm just like, cool, more stuff, awesome, can't wait to jump in. It's just, yeah, when it happens, right? Cause, yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. rusty. It's It's funny too because for me, I have a hard time, I have a hard time learning rules. Uh, it's something that I've talked about on my uh, YouTube channel before, but and I'm I'm quite open with this fact. So I, you talk about doing like homework. I do a little bit of homework every week just to make sure that I am really focusing on learning my rules. Um, and and yeah, some people like look at you when you when you say that, and they look at you kind of funny, like oh, it's it's a game. It's like, yeah, it's a game, but there's there's a lot going on, and if you want to play to the best of your ability, you know, it's going to take, well, especially for me, it's going to take quite a bit of effort, um, and it's effort that I enjoy putting in, right? Yeah. Um, I want to, 
Uh, my local meta is very competitive, and there's a lot of people in it who maybe aren't competitive, but who've been playing for 25 years. So if I want to hold my own with those people, that means that I have to, I have to put in like an exponential, uh, exponentially bigger amount of work in order to do that, and I'm I am happy to do so. Um, so yeah, I just want to tell people if you're having trouble learning the rules are not the only one and if you watch those <laughs> itc games and those guys make it look easy it is to them but that's because they've been playing for so long that and they play so many games that a lot of that is autopilot for them yeah i'll agree with that that's i, I feel that all the way i feel that all the way it's yeah it's definitely um an interesting rule set and yeah uh, i'm in the same boat where gotta do a little extra reading to keep up with it and keep it fresh because it yeah there's a lot a lot to there's get a there lot. yeah <laughs> yeah oh no that is that is killer i guess um one of i and you kind of answered this before but you know just going back to uh the gaming is have you ever been i i suppose like underestimated by opponents because because of either a being new or being a girl i know you kind of uh touch base on that a little bit but i guess underestimated in a game where you actually were able to turn it around and beat that person because they were underestimating you no um like i said i think that so there's a two there's two things going on um one is that I think the culture around Warhammer has changed a lot in the past few years, and I think that people who think that way are being either pushed out or they were never really playing the game in person anyway, because mm. I have never found anybody who would even think those things that those people told me. I would, I've never come across anybody in real life like that um well, that's good, if anything least. because i am i am dealing with i'm still dealing with the baggage that those people gave me um if anything i find i underestimate myself more than anything else and um i'm trying i'm trying to do that less so i'm trying to like gain a little bit more confidence in my skills and i'm trying to get more um experience along the way so that i can uh i can game with you know more confidence mm, that's always a good way to do it for sure mm -hmm. so uh, you know just cruising through and peeking at um your instagram and the link tree you got a lot of stuff going on on that link tree <laughs> link like there's a ton of stuff on there yeah yeah i'm gonna be adding more stuff to that as well in the next few months uh yeah i do a lot of things well, I, yeah, I see that. It, well, lots of poker's yeah. in the fire from what I see, but it, it it's obviously extremely positive thing because you're, you know, you're expanding and growing and like on all these different platforms. I guess, yeah, no, that that's it's very cool to see because it's, you know, especially from someone who's recently gotten into the hobby. Like you've been playing for, you know, almost almost the uh, ten years, but you know. Really, only jump actively in. playing for nineteen, like two, just over two years. Like really, really actively playing. 
Oh, wow, right. that's awesome. I, I would dabble a few times a year before then, only with friends or, or my husband. But, like, yeah. now I would consider myself, like, a gamer. An actual gamer. One yeah. of us, yes. One of us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, 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 yeah, there's a lot of stuff on that link tree. Um, I'm constantly adding, like, more and more projects as I go. Um, and I think think that a lot of those projects just come along because I I enjoy having candid conversation with people and like I've made so many friends uh, along the way uh, like like a lot of content creators along the way have sort of taken me under their wing um, and and yeah I want to like prove to all these people who believe in me that you know I can do all the things that they think I can do so well, that's... For people who, who may not be looking at it, there's Force the Narrative podcast. I stream on two different Twitch channels. I have a YouTube channel. I write articles. And I do some work with some companies as well for painting and stuff. So Yeah, it's 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 pretty sweet. Yeah, no, that's that is busy for sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I guess do you find um with like uh, all the streaming and whatnot, like do you find like the opportunities are starting to come more and more uh, because of your your presence online with social media? Um, I think it's presence. Presence is one of them. I do think it's more just making friends and like networking. Yeah. Um. So. It's a golden word here on the channel is that networking Networking. because it really is. The cool thing about the content creators in wargaming is that a majority of them really, really want to bring everybody up with them. A lot of them won't look at you like you are um, a competitor. They look at you more like you're an opportunity to be um, a partner. Yep. in maybe some of their work um, in in the future, which is really, really refreshing to see. And if you go out there and, and you're friendly and you make those friendships and those connections and, you know, people will, you'll be on their mind when they have things that uh, that they, they are looking for collaborators with. Um, I think just making friends like that, it's, it's how I've had so many amazing opportunities with... Um, Frontline Gaming Network and Play on Tabletop, Mini War Gaming, like just being friendly, yeah. I think, and helpful, being helpful as well. Um, I think that's what makes the the opportunities come more so than than just straight up visibility. Well, that's awesome. Not to mention getting to work with some of the, you know, heavy hitters there socially. It's it's nice. It's mm-hmm. nice because a lot of those guys are pretty approachable. I find. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, like a lot of them, like, it's funny to me because I find a lot of people, um, they look at these content creators as if they are celebrities. And maybe in some ways they are. But at the same time, these content creators don't see themselves as that, mm-hmm. right? They just see themselves as hobbyists, right? Who want to make cool stuff for people. Um, and yeah, a lot of them are super approachable because they just want to share their hobby with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, the content creation community is actually pretty amazing. 
Well, definitely agree with that for sure. Um, it, it's becoming such a such a powerful thing uh, these days. Like we reminisce back in the days, you know, in second and third when we, you know, ten, no internet, to now, and I'm just like, ah, oh, man, anyone who's jumping into the hobby now, I honestly think like you, you're living the best hobby life you can because there's so much stuff available to you online. And being able to, you know, look at YouTube videos on how to paint this and, you know, asking artists, various artists and seeing everything on Instagram where back in the day it was in a white dwarf book. It's here's how to paint this space screen in six simple steps. And from picture five to picture six, it went from base colors to heavy metal. And you're like, what? Like, how did this happen? You know? Yeah. 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 I am, when it comes to my painting, I will be, like, straight up with everybody. I don't really watch tutorials. I kind of just do my own thing, and I like to experiment. Um, but I can really see how tutorials and things can really help, um, can really help people feel like they know where to get started. Um... I will caution, though, if you are watching a bunch of that stuff and you're like, oh, my stuff will never look that good, then stop watching the tutorials and just go throw some paint at a model. It'll be fine. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, a showcase standard. If You know, you can just paint it. It's all good. It is true. Well, and you really learn the more you go. I, I know there's a couple of people we know even in our, you know, circle of friends and gamers that... You know they're a little hesitant to paint either because yeah the the end result isn't what they had in their mind or they just you know can't seem to trans transmit that that picture on the box to the tabletop and they get frustrated and i was like yeah but man like you know some of us have been painting for 25 years and i'm like i still can't paint like the box art i was like don't don't feel bad you know it's uh it takes time yeah, yeah and like if if people are feeling that way like sometimes i just grab your model and pick a color, like pick a paint color that you really like and go into it with absolutely zero expectations of yourself and just put that paint on the miniature and then grab another one and then see what happens, you know? Gra grab another miniature, grab another paint and, and see what happens. Um, literally sometimes that like, that fear of getting started, you can just... You can just overcome it just by painting anything on it. Like zero expectations of yourself, right? Yeah. If it turns out good, if it doesn't turn out good, it really doesn't matter because your model's no longer gray anymore. Amen. That's, yeah, no, definitely very true. Very, very true. It's, yeah, at least you're you're putting in the effort and you're starting to paint. That's the biggest thing, I think, for sure. And... I was just talking about on my Twitch stream today, but like literally a rattle can, a wash and a dry brush highlight. When you get all of that on an entire army, people are going to be like, that looks awesome. Yep. Right. Because it's all done and it's all mustard and it's like all like battle ready in a big group. And it, it's just an impressive thing to see whether or not it's like box art or showcase standard it's good definitely uh i see 
I can definitely agree with that because it, it makes a visual impact on the table for starters, right? That's that's one of the biggest things. And again, you'll you'll always improve as you go. So it's yeah, it's it's a nice thing. Mm -hmm. It is a nice thing. Yep. Every model that you paint, you just get a little bit better. It is impossible for you to get worse. You just have to keep going. That's all. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> just keep, keep going. You got to keep persevering because yeah, it, it's very true though. Um, practice does make perfect, and yeah, the one of the actual mantras that that really got me, um, it just popped in my head when we were talking about it was um, finish not perfect. Because you can yeah. you can really fixate on trying to get those squads so good, and it's happened to me. And we've talked about it on here where, you know, I painted one squad of Grey Slayers or Grey Hunters for the 40k. And I went to my second squad. My second squad was so much better. I was like, well, okay, I'm going to repaint the first squad. And I was in this vicious circle of, oh, man, like I repainted the first and now the second squad doesn't look as good. And I was just like, it was a lot of frustration where when I finally got an actual army done for them, I painted everything at the same time. Just like assembly line get all my you know 50 infantry done all at the same time airbrushed all at the same time and i was much more happy with the end result versus doing you know a squad at a time which is a nice way to break it up but you know i, I kind of a sponge for punishment when it comes to the monotonous just you know paint 50 faces paint 50 bolters it's just for me i i get more done that way and i'm more satisfied i think at the end because you're not comparing it to previous work so yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. I I never repaint anything. Everything that I paint and I finish, it's like the clear coat goes on and it stands as a monument to where I was in my hobby at that moment in time. So my Space Wolves army that I have yep. is my second army that I ever had. It's it's it exists as it is. Like and I go back and I look at it and I'm like, "Oh man, I could do so much better now, but it doesn't matter." It's that's where I was at that moment in time. Yeah. So that's a cool way to look at it, though. It's definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely a positive. It, it, and it's always done, at least, right? Like, that's the nice thing about that. It is done. Yep. And I could go and add stuff to it, but even if I don't, it is done. I could put it in a display case, it could go into like my little hobby museum, and that's fine. Yep. Well, that's definitely yeah, an awesome way to do it for sure. It's it, it is cool just to be able to kind of you know um, reach out because I I wanted to reach out to another hobbyist when I kind of approached you on uh, Instagram, and I just thought it would be so cool to get the perspective from you know a, a girl gamer who's who's playing and who's very active in like the social media platforms and. I just thought it was, yeah, an interesting way to kind of, you know, touch base and just see how things kind of going. Because, you know, there there aren't any, uh, <laughs> are any many, or there aren't many female gamers where we're at. There's only, like, a very select few and don't really get to run into them very often, right? Especially, well, especially now. So it's just, it is cool to see this game evolving to be so accessible for everybody. It's one of the big things. Mm -hmm. Like it's so I have a question for you. Sure, yeah. Okay. So now that you've talked to me, 
what do you think the differences are between a woman wargamer and a man wargamer? Pro well, I think honestly, just from hearing, you know, um, some of your experiences here, and then even just reviewing like the couple uh, videos that I have watched of yours, I would say maybe just more of the willingness to be very just kind of like open and go for it like you know like your kind of no fear approach of just yeah i'm just gonna gonna jump in i'm just gonna try and start playing do my thing where i think maybe where some of the guys are jumping in they want to be as either as proficient as possible because they just don't want to like come in and get you know raffle stomp for a better term but like when you're learning it's it's all the same like it's all relevant right like yeah. You learn more, like, I always, personally, I, lo I learn more from losing games than I do winning games. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree as well. Um, I tend to be super hard on myself, so I even analyze, like, my wins to be like, well, how could I have won better? Yeah. <laughs> and my coach is like, uh, Scarry's like, you really need to stop doing that and just be like, hey, I won, and then move on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 you say fearless, and it's definitely not fearless. I actually think I am probably more fearful um, of putting up, of making, of making woman gamers look bad in some way. Like sometimes I feel like if I lose that game, I have somehow like let down the other women who are playing this game. Um, and it's something that I'm trying to get over. Um, and that, I think, is, like, my biggest fear. But I just choose to, like, just do it anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. winning or losing, like, I, I don't I don't think you're um, going to let down, like, the sisterhood of gamers. I don't think that'll be a thing. So not to worry on that, for sure. Yeah. And I think now that I, I have met, I mean, digitally met, some other lady gamers i think that and I've, I've talked to them about this as well um i know that i i would not ever ever be letting them down so. no no yeah so, well yeah. when i like when i first stumbled upon you was on that um it was that lady hammer series mm -hmm. and i was surprised how many girls there were popping up on there i was like wow there's like a ton like i guess i didn't really actively look for any, you know, like, girl gamers, I just, you know, if they popped up on the feed, oh, cool. But after, you know, kind of digging into it a bit, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of really, like, cool, like, women gamers out there. And not to mention, like, very talented artists, too. I was like, wow. I was, I was blown away by some of the, just seeing some of the pictures on the various profiles, like, yours included. And I was like, man, there's, you know, some top-notch armies and very nice painted, you know, lists. And I was like, I was quite surprised. I was like, wow, it's awesome. To see, I so think until I think until very recently, uh, uh, I don't want to make like a, a generalization here, but I think until very recently, I was not, I was probably not the only woman who felt very reserved to uh, interact with the greater Warhammer community, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, right? And I think because there's been a few rather vocal sort of 
um, banner bearers coming out and being like, hey, we're here and we're going to take up the space at the table because we want to play this game. I think more and more women are starting to be like, yeah, no, I, I can. I can come out. I can enjoy my hobby and I don't have to be apologetic about it. No. And yeah. So that's I think, awesome. I think, I think that you're never going to have a majority of Warhammer fans be women, but I think that you will start seeing more and more women at the game store. Which can only be a positive. It, it's definitely, it's nice to see at the big events and it, it, it would be awesome to see at the game store. You know, I, I'd love to be able to walk in and see all these other, you know, gamers playing because, uh, you know, girls, guys, to me, it doesn't matter who I'm playing as long as we're having fun and playing. And if I can learn something from another gamer, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. It's just, it's it's kind of unique, I guess, in the beginning when you start to see all these kind of girls coming out of the woodwork because it, it, it's primarily, yeah, it's usually a guy's gaming kind of, you know, club slash like secret <laughs> hobby i know it wasn't the biggest thing i used to talk about in high school right like you ever had the girlfriend they're like what are those like ah those are just a thing don't worry about those right like because you never yeah. I, I was very much a closet gamer in high school other than with my actual gamer friends that was that was it right it didn't really get talked about so so when i was in high school i had a pretty close-knit group of friends and they were all guys and we would just go hang out and uh make silly covers like music covers and like go out like skateboarding and and just hang out right so they all knew that i was like a big nerd okay well fast forward and my instagram account starts uh starts sort of taking off and I never really uh, shared that account with anybody from like my real life because I was just like, it's it's literally just hobby stuff. They really don't want to see it. Um, but one of my friends came out of the woodwork and he's like, oh, I didn't know that you played Warhammer. And I was like, oh, it's it's a new thing for me. And he's like, oh, we used to all play it in high school. And I was like, I could have found this sooner. Yeah. I could have found this sooner. But I guess because it was such, like, uh, like uh, taboo is not the right word, but like I guess a I don't know what you. It's would call that it, like forbidden guess. fruit, right? You're like I play it, but I'm not talking about it. it's it's yeah. one of those things, yeah. Yeah, like like oh, well, were you afraid that I was gonna like make fun of you for it? Like how is nerdy than any of the other? Like how is that any more nerdy than us all taking turns playing Tony Hawk? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's weird, though, because it, it, it definitely, it was, like, for me, it was. I, I walked in, so the local game store, like, we normally play at, it's a comic book store as well. And I was going in, walking with my army, and I saw one of my buddies from, you know, junior high, high school, and he's just there to pick up comics. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, we're about to play a game. He's like, oh, you actually play this? I'm like, dude, I've been, I've been playing this for, like... Well, you know, almost you know, seventeen years at the time. He's like, "What?" He's like, "You've never said anything." I was like, "I've never said anything to anybody at school, right?" Like, why would I, unless you're into yeah. it? He's like, "I wish I would have played." He's like, "Oh man," he ended up soon jumping in, and then jumping in, getting more guys to come in, like a couple of their friends. But it was it was so weird because it's like, "Oh, you should have told me." It's like, I just no. 
it just never came up, man. Like, yeah, it was just, if you knew, you knew. And if you didn't, it was kind of just that secret club that you're like, okay, see you on Saturday. And that was, you know, that was kind of it. Well, I, I I feel like my life is less enriched because I haven't had Warhammer <laughs> since I was 17. I've only had it since I was like 26. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you haven't lived until you've partied at the bar being 18 and then playing Hungover Hammer on Saturday morning. That's that's oh, yeah. good times. Yeah, when you're when you're 18. Yeah. You know, when you go to a tournament and then you have to play your Same first thing. round hung over and it's an outdoor <laughs> tournament it's like 35 degrees in the summer yeah sweating yeah that's lived. yeah though <laughs> i i prefer not to live like that anymore like like i make mention back to lvo because i don't go that hard on pub crawls anymore because yeah i don't want to be a wreck on the sunday i've seen i've seen what it does I would say that I don't do it anymore either, but I, it's just going to end up being a lie. Well, sometimes the the heat of the moment gets the best of us, and yeah, mistakes get made. Well, I was like, okay, at that last tournament, I was like, man, I, think, I thought I only drank a six-pack, and then my friend was like, yeah, did you look at the alcohol content in that? I was like, looking at him, like, 9%. Ooh, like, ah, there you go. Well, oh. Yeah. Life, life choices were not my, my forte that night. <laughs> Yeah, it is nice though the the whole social aspect of the just the gaming scene. I know, I know we're we're all itching to get back out there and play at the stores and even you rock out Garage Hammer, just game, just rolling dice. Like lately, it's been a lot of painting for us on here. We've been doing um, challenges locally to try and keep the the hype high and bouncing from a couple different systems and just to kind of stay motivated and do it do what we can um do you what do you find are your best tools to stay motivated it's actually one of the episodes of yours i haven't caught yet so that was that that episode relied heavily on my guest because i don't ever really feel a lack of motivation um I, I think maybe that is because I stream on Twitch. I stream on Twitch Tuesday through Saturday. Oh, like uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, like painting. every day? Yeah, so oh, awesome. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I do um, an hour and a half with Scardcast in the morning. And then Wednesday evening and Saturday afternoons, I do longer streams on my own channel. Oh, awesome. So so I'm I'm painting every day. Like, without fail. There's never a day that I don't paint. Um, so I never really feel like a motiv like a lack of motivation because I I have scheduled times, and that is time that I set aside to paint. I won't be doing anything else in that moment. And I think, for me, that's, like, the, the best thing. Schedule the time, sit at the desk, do the thing. Well, that's... That's pretty, uh... That's pretty good to have i guess that outlet to be able to yeah have have it scheduled and do your thing i know i'm self-reliant on trying to you know put that hour in and not just jump on pc and game um even though i see it you know the guys are on the way hey we're jumping on and you're like ah oh, i just i really want to get this squad done <laughs> so bad <laughs> 
Hey, so, you know, maybe streaming on Twitch. Maybe that's the thing that you need to get that time in. Uh, it, very well, it could be true. I, I've tried doing a couple um, videos before on a on a different channel, and I wasn't exactly sure if it, it's that self doubt, right? I wasn't sure if my yeah. painting skill was good enough to you know put out and for people to even look. It's something that interests me quite a bit. Um, I'd love to jump on there if if I could even help one person uh, with like a technique or you know just uh, a way to either I don't want to say cheat but you know cut corners with painting and make it easier or quicker. I, I would do it just for that simple fact. But I'm just I'm not I'm not at that confident level yet where I can be like, hey, this is how you guys should do it. I try and offer tips. That's kind of a big thing on Trident. Like we really try to share. Yeah our own experiences and like little tips and hobby hacks and stuff that we do. Um, yeah. Just, be, so that's, know. it's interesting that you say like, this is the way you guys should do it. Maybe if you just worded it differently and you said, this is how you could do it. This is how I do it. True. Maybe it'd work for you. Yeah. Cause uh, like, like my whole philosophy, philosophy around painting is like, just like, just try stuff. Right. And what works for me is not going to work for you. And like, there's so many different styles out there, you know, and I think the cool thing about getting like tutorials and tips and, and tricks and stuff like that is that you could take what works for you and leave the rest. Right. And maybe yep. if you approached it like that, like you like you've been in the hobby for so long, there's going to be amazing tips that you have come across in your career it, you may not even realize that you're doing something this is the cool thing about twitch i'll just do something right i'm not even thinking about it because that's how i've always done my 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 painting yep. and then somebody will be like what did you do just there and then i have to backtrack and figure out what it was that i did and then try to explain that to them and like why i'm doing it how i did it and that might have value for somebody, but that might not be something that you would even identify as having value because it's just something that you just do. But Twitch might show you that it it's pretty cool to share that with people. Yeah, no, it, that's I, I have not considered it. Although you know, it, it, you do make a I guess a, a good argument of why it's worth just even trying. Would be good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean. Even if nothing ever happens from it, even if you don't ever like make affiliate or whatever, that's how you can start bringing in money with Twitch. Yeah. Um, you might just find that it does help with your motivation to paint, or you might just find that you would just make friends. Uh, the Twitch community is is very inspiring and uplifting and very supportive of you. So, yeah, I think I think if anybody is thinking about giving it a shot, do it. Hmm. No, it's definitely. Um... Definitely something to consider. I, I, I hadn't considered, honestly, um, mm -hmm. prior to, you know, you mentioning that. It's just, yeah, because, like I said, that, that self-doubt kind of always comes in, right? And you're like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> and, it, and it goes back to that thing about, like, not buying a bunch of gear, mm -hmm. right? Don't buy a bunch of gear. Like, even if all you have is your phone, just get set up to do that. Do it on your phone. If you enjoy it, great. If you don't, well, you didn't buy anything. You're not out any money. Very true. Just leave leave that and go find something else. Yeah, no, very true. No, that's excellent words of wisdom from the War Mistress for sure. 
there's there, there's occasional wisdom. Mostly, it's just me sort of like like dog doggy paddling in dark water, trying to like, <laughs> figure out what I'm doing. Uh. Well, that's you know what it, it being being humble and being approachable. You know, they are very very good. I guess um, what's the word? Uh, attributes to have. Right, because I, I can tell, like you know, you're you're having success on these various platforms, but you're also still very much approachable, right? Like um, when when I approached you to do the you know podcast mini spotlight interview thing, I wasn't sure if you were going to be um, down to jump on or not. I I had caught you on uh, the mini wargaming um, uh, stream or podcast you guys did. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, because it was a second, you know, another time where I saw, oh, War Mistress. Yeah, I remember seeing her before. And, um, you know, I was following you on my one Instagram account. I was like, oh, I wonder if she ever want to come on the, the channel, right? And I was like, ah, oh, maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? And I was like, I'll just ask and see. And then we were like, yeah, sure. Let's let's do it. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. It took me, I want don't want to say by surprise, but I, I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, you're... you're you know cool for making time just to jump on right when you've got yeah a lot of other a lot of other things on the go so again definitely uh, appreciate the uh the time for sure so yeah it's it's my pleasure i like i said in the in the sort of green room i just really enjoy talking about warhammer yeah i I really enjoy making new friends. I really enjoy talking about this this hobby and this game. And like, if somebody wants to talk to me about it, well, I'm super honored to just be included. You know, yeah. like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no. Like, like this this could be my new friend. You know, yeah. I, I I'll always say yes. That's awesome. I guess um, one of the last questions I had, but it. It depends. It's a little bit more on the on the fluff side. Is where okay. would you want to see the Warhammer universe go in terms of uh, like timeline push? Yeah, yeah. yeah so this one's easy. Let the Emperor die. Yeah. Because he's a perpetual. Mm-hmm. And he'll come back and save everything. Sort of. I mean, as as say as as much as the the Imperium can be saved because, you know, it's basically a fascist dictatorship. But, yeah, yeah that, that's what I would say. I would say, like, just unplug the Golden Throne, let let Big Daddy Emperor have a bit of a sleep, you know, yeah. then he can reincarnate and we can start it all over again. It's it's definitely something I, I'm super keen to see what they do. I, I know, just without getting too deep into the fluff, I know there's just there's so much hinging around him being, you know, well, him having to die for things to change, but you know, they're just, yeah. they're never going to let it happen. And it's like, ah, oh, I just, I wonder if they're ever going to push it that way. Timeline wise, or it's just, yeah, I, I am curious to see what happens in the, the future for uh, Warhammer with the story. Cause it, it's only been recently that they started actually pushing the timeline out, you know, for the last like 20 years ago, it was the same story the whole time. They just kind of tweaked things here and there. So it's 
with the whole new Dark Imperium and Gulliman coming back and everything. I, I'm not fully caught up on my 40k, but I know I know enough of the new stuff happening that I'm like, wow, it's you know things are actually changing. It's I wonder what they're gonna do. So yeah, I mean, really, the the galaxy's cut in half essentially. Mm -hmm. So I mean, might as well just unplug the big guy. Let's uh, let's turn it off and then turn it back on again and see what happens. Reboot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Well, that's that's basically all I had for questions for you. Um, again, you know, thank you so much for jumping online and uh, for everyone listening. We will have you know all the links um, for what the War Mistress is up to and doing. On the description, um, you know, uh, also with ways like her YouTube, Instagram, stuff like that. So you can definitely uh, jump on board and follow along with what she's been doing. And we hope to uh, definitely see a lot more stuff from you um, in the future. Oh, so. well, I, I definitely have things in, uh, in the works. They are... Uh, not ready to be announced yet, but there's there's a few really big things that I'm working on. So. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope that people come along for the ride because it's it's going to be a blast. Definitely. Well, uh, we'll definitely been be watching from here, so, you know, um, keep it up. And I'll, I'll make sure I try and uh, maybe pick your brain on Twitch stuff. And uh, yeah. definitely, yeah, keep in touch just because, yeah, I do... Uh, I do enjoy the the content, so it hits it hits home to a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. So I, I definitely like uh, dealing and talking with other hobbyists. Not to mention like minded hobbyists. It's even better. So yeah, same. Yeah, don't be a stranger for sure. Well, excellent, um, everybody. Yeah, thanks for tuning in to this episode, and uh, definitely give War Mistress a follow. Check out her stuff, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>